the end of 2018 is approaching, and with that uh, becomes lists, people of the year, persons of the year, sportsmen, sportswomen of the year. Uh, here at the bubble, Montana Samuels, I'm Mike Bonner. We don't have any lists. No. Um, but time person of the year 2018 came out Mm -hmm. um on tuesday i'm trying to think of the day and we're interested in it because the person of the year is the guardians and the war on truth so the people of the year the idea of the year perhaps it's the second consecutive year where more than one person was named person of the year last year the silence breakers really sparked the Me Too movement uh, where the person of the year. So again, there there's another movement here. Mm-hmm. And uh, Montana and I wanted to dive into the selection. Uh, really, it, it, it's based off of journalists who were murdered, yeah, killed captured, or, killed or imprisoned um, for their work. And I think the key might be there is directly because of their work. Weren't... Um, Yes. It, it, to me, um, because they want it to be silenced. That's, I think, the, the, yeah. the line that needs to be drawn here where certainly no one – I mean, any death at any level mm-hmm. is – Big news. Yeah. Like it's a, unfortunate. It's really it's, – it's disheartening. It's sad. Um, but I think the distinguishing here should be the journalists mentioned are people whose work – resulted in powerful people or people in general. It doesn't necessarily have to be powerful that wanted them to be silenced. Whereas this wasn't a journalist covering a war with an, sure with a, uh, in a tank, so to speak, an army tank in the, in the tank, just right. This was someone trying to silence them. Yeah. Or people trying to silence them. I don't think, so the capital Gazette one is the only one that may be like a little different just because I think that was a person who wasn't so, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like it's as specific, but definitely a person who was upset by the idea that journalists were reporting something in a way that he did not take kindly. It was about him and he didn't appreciate it and he took actions into his own hand and, and killed five people. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, that's the people of the year and, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. When I first saw it, it was interesting to me. Uh, I, I guess I'll start at the, word at the end. I won't bury yeah. the lead. After a lot of discussion, going We've, back and this forth. This is basically the second podcast. We- <laughs> I, I, I like it. But initially, I wasn't sure because, you know, I, I'll, basically I'll just go into my background. Covering or learning about journalism at Syracuse University, one of the main things that I always took from it was – Journalists should never be part of the story. You're mm-hmm. there to cover the story. You're there to report on the story, but you should never become the story. Yep. At, at at all, at any means necessary, never become part of the story ever. And so, to me, this just made me feel a little uncomfortable because it was journalists becoming the story, and it was just mm. so ingrained in my head that you're there to report. You're almost like a fly in the wall, not even right. a fly in the wall. You're an invisible person. You shouldn't even be acknowledged or know that you're there. You're just there to report yeah. literally what's happening. So to me, that's why initially reading this, I I didn't know how I felt about it. I think adding on to that a little bit too, it wasn't even – there are media reporters and you can there, – there are stories that have been written about journalists that are good, but this was journalists giving an award to journalists, which I think just – 
I, I felt strange about initially. But sort of like you, the more I look into it, I actually I I've taken to the idea more than I initially thought. Yeah. And it I I I think it sort of goes into two parts, right? Like we we went into it saying, well, this is part of like these circumstances are a really unfortunate reality to journalists who want to cover these types of stories. And I'm sure you have professors who worked in the industry that knew people that had terrible things have happened to in the field, much like I do. And but after thinking about it, it it just you sort of get more into the moment that this occupies. Right. It is a heightened time in terms of dangers for journalists in the field. And these people were reporting on really important issues, especially in the case of the two reporters that were reporting in Myanmar to, to me in particular, that was a story I took to this year. So yeah, I, I, it took us a while to come around, but our, our pessimism has, has faded a little bit and we're, we're there. We get it a little bit. Uh, I, I think, yeah, the, the idea of war on truth and showing it right in a way, because I think, Another part of journalism is the ability to show, not tell, mm-hmm. which is, again, you know, not inserting yourself in a story. Mm-hmm. And this is really a unique way to show the framing's that, important. The framing's really important. That war on truth, because it's, I can't tell you how many times I'm sitting in front of my computer and looking at Twitter or reading stories and being as advanced as we are in terms of evolution and being on this world Mm. for this is the year 2018 so in theory you know even you say a couple thousand years after jesus christ walked the earth are we really questioning whether the earth is round are we really sure balking at scientific evidence that the world the climate is changing it's just really bizarre to me and i think late night does a really good job of of putting this showing it of mm-hmm. we see all these movies like armageddon or right. you know where scientists come and say oh there's an asteroid that's going to strike the earth and yep. we're all going to die and then the humans come together with that piece of factual information right. and try to change it here in 2018 it seems like facts don't matter it's what your opinion is and then regardless <sighs> of what anything any evidence shows people's opinions outweigh yeah. scientific well, evidence. And I think the elephant in the room here too is of course the sitting president and sort of the idea. So you're talking about people denying scientific fact. And I think another big thing that's come up this year is people holding politicians accountable with like video clips and framing that with the, I, often the scenario goes, a reporter asks a question about something that was said at a prior speaking engagement. The politician says, I didn't say that. Another reporter or said reporter will then fact check it and often provide video evidence. So it's not even so much that it's it's these new concepts that people are uh, rigid about accepting. It's literally just, I didn't say that, but there's video evidence of it. So it's manipulating this individual political narrative, which I think is, and like Dan, people like Daniel Dale of the Toronto, Toronto star, right. Have done a really good job of sort of fact checking these things and creating that as a movement. So I I think these people are definitely the faces of, um, the guardians of the war on truth. But I th- I think it's, if if you're going to talk about journalism and people who have confronted it, there are a lot of 
there's a lot of context that needs to be included, right? And there's people who have um, impacted it in ways that are important, but haven't paid like the ultimate sacrifice, if you will, right? Yeah, I think the the thing that I focused on that really won me over was the war on truth, and I think mm-hmm. as I mentioned, the guardians show that. It's, yeah. So let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about that idea a little bit. Then, yeah, because it's the idea that you know these people paid the ultimate price because they were bringing truth to light. Right. And even as you said, the Capital Gazette, they were reporting on a domestic issue, a domestic yep. violence issue, and this person didn't like it and then tried to silence them. Um, regardless of he even knew that who was there, who wasn't, he he still took matters into his own yeah. hands. Sidebar, probably it, not good for his other legal case. <laughs> um, it, it just, it, it to me, it's a really good way to show the extreme measures people will go to to hide the truth where mm-hmm. it it's funny because when you say the truth and what matters and things that happened i'm scrolling through their list right now none of it matters their list wouldn't be a li- there wouldn't be a list or nominees to be had if we didn't know what people did factually what what happened right. so it's kind of really it's the most important thing that we wouldn't have jobs if truth didn't matter yeah a lot of things wouldn't i mean no i don't it's tough to me to figure out who would have a job if truth didn't matter i mean think of the first responders or police or fire if every call wasn't factually yeah. based where do where do we go society doesn't it ceases to exist if truth doesn't matter or doesn't yeah. exist rather i guess if it doesn't exist yeah well i think that's that's sort of why we were not so quick to um give this our full support though right is because the definition of the job for journalists is just to do that so uh yeah if you look at the surface level you're giving someone an award for doing their job but i think that's why the framing is so important it it, it's almost it it really is an idea more so than the people of the year we're honoring it, it it's like an honoring of the people who were doing really really important work and that either lost lives or were in prison for that important work but it's the idea of sort of the everyday like fight to get truth telling and build the journalistic trust with the public which i think that sort of was one of the the main things i took from this because you also have to look at what's going to come what what will be the end result of you putting four journalists or groups of journalists on each cover. Do you think that this, my initial thought was this would not help the public perception of journalists because I think people are often smart enough to say, well, there's journalists giving journalists an award in a time where like we already don't believe them. What do you think? Do you think this helps at all? Or do you think this is just sort of an acknowledgement that like we, your peers see you? I yeah I I don't I don't know because part of the thing that it's it is <laughs> the facts matter yeah I think that's the right. that's the bottom line is and this is what it's kind of pointing out because uh, there there are journalists who will say right there that that people are trying to silence them and it's it's not necessarily right. the conspiracy theorists i'll say that conspiracy theorists is probably a better way to say these were people who actually died who um were trying were, were silenced for what they were reporting on there will be people who um will say the 
um, person who was uh, the Hillary Clinton aide, I believe, who... Oh, uh, yeah. With, yeah. We don't yeah. even need to look it up because it's it's not, it's you know, it was... Spe- something rich. Uh, yeah. But it was found to be untrue. But there were reports that he was killed in Washington, D.C. Yeah. as a part of a bigger cover-up. And that's, you know, the silence of the facts there. That's not by, what this should be. By a quasi-journalist, right? right. I yeah, mean, it, Alex, it, Alex Jones. It, it, it should be... This, this isn't saying that. That's what my fear is, yeah. is that it gets snowballed or pushed down the road into seats. Yeah, exactly. This is exactly what we've been talking about, that they're covering up the truth. Oh, I you see what You know what, what I mean? Saying. Yeah, So yeah. it's it yep. kind of because... And the same thing I think I've said on this show, on this pod before, to me, a journalist has a really loose definition because yeah. if you have a Twitter account and... I believe it was in, uh, when Osama bin Laden was uh, killed. There was just a guy who heard, you know, explosions and helicopters, uh, and he was tweeting about it. Now right. he's not really a professional journalist, but he was passing along information uh, that right. mattered to me. That you know, if you're passing along important information, there is some yeah. reporter ask you're reporting on an event. Yeah, it, it just depends on what you do with, as we've talked about many, many times on this yeah. pod. What you do with that power of sure, because your voice? Yeah, the alternative obviously is sort of the right wing. You can take and, and run with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's a good point. I, I think or, that also, I, and just, I think that's the scary thing too. Is I, I agree with you uh, in terms of when you mentioned like a right wing journalist, but then right. I, I think it's it's really truly anyone a conspiracy theorist. Sure, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. we look at you know someone who I think is. Pretty progressive thinking, a Steph Curry, who says sure. who doesn't want to go to the White House because of Donald Trump, whose coach Steve Kerr is one of the leading progressive voices, if not the leader, in the NBA. Right, and he doesn't think that the United States landed on the moon because it's a big cover up that the the media. Steve Kerr doesn't think. No, that, Steph Curry doesn't. Steph Curry doesn't think that. The At US least he said on it on a podcast. Now, whether he was joking or not remains oh, to be God. seen, but he hasn't corrected it. Jeez. So. Again, it's it's thinking that the truth is being covered up for some way that I think this could be unfortunately taken advantage of and spun in the wrong direction yeah. where journalism isn't conspiracy theories. It's reporting right. truths, yeah. which is what the point of the thing, I think, was. A separate podcast would be why the NBA is so prone to conspiracy, but we won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, what do you think? So my mind immediately went to... What do you think the public reaction to this will be, right? So, like, this is this is rather new still. Um, how do you think – how do you imagine that people within the industry will respond to this? Do you think it will be sort of – do you think it will be polarized or do you think people will come out in full, full-throated support of it? I hope the response is – what we had, which was a discussion and yeah. analyzing, which should be a lot of things. I think I, that would be my hope. I don't know. Yeah. My, what's going to reaction? People are going to like it. People are going to hate it. Right. <laughs> like anything else. Yeah. I'm real. I, yeah, I haven't found, I, I just did a quick Google and haven't really found like one of those like aggregated posts yet of like, here's all the Twitter reaction, but I, I'm curious to see. Um, so what do you think? Moving forward, what what do you think? I, I'm hoping that this will sort of 
I, I would be interested to see what the reaction is because there, yeah. there, there's going to be people who like it. There's going to be people who don't. But I would be curious to see if the overwhelming response is positive yep. because I would guess this has to be – when I go through and look at the yeah. past winners, the groups seemingly would be more positively respected. Now, individual yep. people, obviously, that is – whether you like someone or not but right. for example 2017 the silence breakers i don't yep. think a lot of people were saying oh why would you pick them uh right. ebola fighters in 2014 i right. can't see a lot of people being like oh no th- what a terrible choice um at least maliciously you know what i mean right. uh, the protester in 2011 representing many global movements protests um yeah maybe you know the u1 in 2006 may have uh brought some lameness yeah. but that's uh 2005 the good samaritans uh bono bill gates melinda gates it goes bono? on bono oh boy we're not we're not going back to the whistleblowers <laughs> in 2002 uh so i i think it would be it'd be interesting to see like when you have 1993 the peacemakers oh. basically saying who's going to come out and say oh, yeah. how could you pick the peacemakers right it's a very broad. Yeah. I feel like the cover's been gotten more polarizing over the last couple of years. But maybe that's just because of the times we live in rather than. But I, last year was the silence breaker. So you think a lot of people were really up in arms? Yeah, they probably were. Not. I don't no, know. actually, yes. yes. I, think, I yeah. 100% do. No, you're. Totally. Yeah, because there were people. That's a political. It, rather we want to acknowledge it or not, that is a 100% political issue at, at this point in time. Does that not come back to the war on truth though because no i think it totally it right yeah because, sure yeah silence break like someone saying that they were sexually abused is not political nor is nor is someone saying hey and, yeah the icebergs the ice caps are melting those aren't it, they, they aren't political issues they're but facts. in 2018 they're 100 percent political issues because that everything is Everything then, is policy or an attack on your like agenda in 2018, right? I mean, to me, I pick again. If you focus on the war on truth, I think they picked the right. No, thing totally. Then. This is not a. This is not a condemnation of the of the pick, right? It's just sort of like an sure. It, in ideology, this will be taken as an affront to one group, probably. Like I. So I just looked up Donald Trump's Twitter, right? He has yet to respond to the time cover, which he may not. But his last tweet starts with the two words, fake news, which I would like you to, to note that F and N on fake news are capitalized. He was one of the runners up. Yeah. Well, uh, I think maybe Donald Trump, Robert Mueller, Ryan Coogler, right. March for Our Lives activists who were the Parkland uh, students. Which is actually what I wanted to get into, right? So we. Can I say the two more? Yeah. Moon Jae uh, Moon In and uh, Meghan Markle. Right. So what I wanted to move us into is maybe when I saw that March for Our Lives was also nominated. Uh, Mike and I sort of got into, well, that seems like the other logical pick, right? Which I I immediately thought, well, this is interesting because it's now less about, this is has been at times an award about individuals. And it seems like moving into the present, unless you as an individual are a truly remarkable, like, shifter of culture. Elected leader. I feel elect- like when they're, yeah, prob- Trump well, was 2016. Or um, Bono. <laughs> there's like, 80 different selections and you focus on the one Bono. I mean, you He was part of a group. 
He, uh, you remember that time uh, the U2 album got downloaded to everyone's iPhone? That was weird. I didn't have an iPhone, so. Well, there you go. But anyway, so <laughs> it, the, the fact that the two most likely, or like maybe in our opinion, most um, notable nominees were groups, I immediately just thought of the difference in how messaging happens now, right? So it's so, like the March for Our Lives was almost totally created on the internet on social media Mm -hmm. and i'm curious to see like where that leads right because i mean you can also say that a lot of the reporting done by the people who were on the cover was done through the internet right people aren't picking up physical newspapers the way they once were this is these are stories that were reported through the internet so i just thought it was interesting to see the way that social media was represented in the nominees um just as an idea, I guess, right? Like how impactful that is without us sort of realizing it. Even though we are probably acutely aware of it on this podcast because we talk about it at length. But what do you what do you think about the the idea that um, these well, types of things will start to be shaped by like how people are interacting with social media and how messages spread through that? I think. Um, well, it's just a new form of media, right? I think all yeah. of the all of the people who you know were named person of the year they were at that they were named because of the flow of information mm-hmm. so i feel like that's the way uh information is now spread at, at its quickest right uh but i do think it it allows for a larger group and i think that's maybe why you see you know a group like the march of our for our Li- march for our lives activists yeah. or the silence breakers last year because people can uh can take power into their own hands rather than depending on um like an individual voice yeah that has like a position of power right yeah or a leader so to speak like there wasn't a a a a spokesperson or a uh one person who stood out of the silence breakers, you know what I mean? It was a collective. Yeah, it was group. purely a collective. Same with yeah. the March for Our Lives. There's, there's, you know, obviously. I mean, same with the Guardians of Journalism. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. So I think, um, yeah, I, I think it, it, when you have a s- specific cause like that, I think social media allows for uh, a strength in numbers type of thing where someone says, yeah, you know, I experienced that too, which is I think what, exactly what we saw with the silence breakers last year was someone is brave enough to come forward and then yeah. it sparks other people and other people and other, and then you have this, this movement. Yeah. I wonder if it, it, that'll be like a shift in, um, thinking in general, right? Where you start there's there's no longer as much talk about like a, a person you idolize, but like a series of movements or like a, like a way of thinking or something that you, I think that will be helpful. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Yeah. Because in a, in a way, the last two years, if you're looking at it as, as, a, as a positive mm-hmm. gesture, movements movements have, I feel like, fewer sins than humans. You know, no, yeah, no human the, is perfect. Right. When you look at, I mean, just look at how the country was founded. Yeah. The first president of the United States, George Washington, had slaves. Yep. He did a lot of you know that's about is about murdering about as bad as you can get yeah. yeah um 
And but there was other things where he, you know, would we have a United States without him in terms of you know uniting a country together? Right. Where there are a lot of great things about this country, there are a lot of terrible things, but there are a lot of great things now that. And I feel like sometimes when you idolize or look up to one specific person, it's really difficult because people are flawed. You're not going to yeah. find someone and like say, "Hey, I like love this dude or love this woman," and. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing it's there. Not. It's not really possible. So I think that's that will be really interesting. Is if people start latching onto causes or latching onto ideas yeah. rather than latching onto people. Like where? Where do you get your inspiration from? An idea, a a a, a, a movement, yeah. rather than oh, well, this person, the next person is well, that person doesn't right. do this or whatever. Well, it sort of is an interesting contrast, though, right? Because if you look at we're we're talking about these movements being really impactful and. Uh, sort of being really important, but it is worth noting, and I mentioned this earlier, there probably isn't as serious of a shift towards both of these movements if it weren't for the sitting president, right? I mean, I think both of those movements were sort of emphasized by the actions of Donald Trump, whether that be on Twitter or at different speaking engagements or what have you. I mean, especially this one, the the guardians of the war on truth. I mean, the war on truth is a purely, like, that is Donald Trump versus fact, right? I mean, I think they, time has spread it out to different regions of the world, but it's worth noting, it's not like these terrible things that were happening in Myanmar weren't happening before, right? It's, mm-hmm. not, like, it's not like journalists in different South American countries or countries across the world aren't being threatened because of what they're writing and have it. It's not like this just started. It's just that this is now an American issue as well, which is maybe something I also was a little bit skeptical about at first, but I'm glad that they included other uh, reporters as well or journalists as well. Um, just well, I think because it, I didn't, it, it's it, it's just strange. Like I think it's important for an American magazine to sum this up as like the these four years will be guided by the issues that come from a Donald Trump presidency, right? But it was just entr- like it almost seemed at first like it was avoiding the elephant in the room, even though I do think it's a, a um, when it criticism comes, of it. When it comes to reporting in truth and working with uh, anyone, really. You're going to report on things that just so happens that you're going to report on st- stories that public figures don't like. It just yeah, is I mean, what it yeah, is. It's part of the job. It is the job. Almost. Right. Um, but there's there's a difference between disagreeing and not liking what's printed right. or published or whatever and spinning it. Or trying to, you know, play damage Influence control. The narrative, yeah. Playing damage control, I guess is the best way to say it. Like, well, this is kind of what happened. And and then just flatly saying it didn't happen. Right. You know, just saying, no, wrong. And then it's getting wrong. people to believe you, despite the glaring facts of the matter. Yeah. But, I, yeah, and I think because that, it goes back to, you know, society. and tr- Like, there are kind yeah. of rules of, of a society and things that happen need to be had. I mean, yeah. you, you don't, I, I, I look back and I think it, I don't, I don't, I mean, imagine if, uh, you, the United States didn't acknowledge that Russia went into space first and right. just said, no, it didn't have like it. 
it made them better. You know, it, it made the country stronger because you wanted to then compete and get into space rather than, oh, no, it didn't happen. We'll just get there when we get there. And uh, they faked it. You know, that was a fake space landing and right. never happened or a fake space mission. And we'll, we'll be the first ones. It's just you're not you're not playing the game. Yeah, it's not advancing. Yeah, and it also it's not helpful. That's what, yeah, right? it's like, not helpful. Yeah. It is interesting to see that. I mean, in, in reading through um the the blurbs about the list of nominees, like all of these are people who were challenging people in power. Aside I I aside from the uh the Capital Gazette um one. But yeah, it's it's the rappler in the Philippines. Um, well, I think that's a common theme throughout. Yeah. Um, it, the person of the year anyways, it, it yeah. just to, to define power, but sure. The, I, I suppose this is better political, because people in political positions, for right? Power. Yeah. Because you could say in 2016, Donald Trump was challenging the political power of the United States. Sure. Where, um, he was certainly shifting it, right? Or like Pope changing Francis the in way 2013, the yeah, uh, so, yeah. So I think th- the only difference being is that they were doing that from within the confines of mm-hmm. politics or the Catholic Church, right? Whereas these people are sort of outside agitators who are um, reporting on things that could be damaging to the structure of politics. In this case, in particular, um, I think for our you know circumstance, I'm just going back and looking. Uh, you know, you have to go back to basically 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, the protester was, uh, you know, just a not really any specific person. That's why I, I really liked the uh, the silence breakers last year because it kind of, you know, it touches on our theme of the power of social media and the power yeah. that it gives you. Because here, journalists are doing their jobs. You know, the Ebola, P, uh, the uh, what was it? What was the yeah, exact the term? Ebola, f- uh, Ebola fighters. They were doing yeah. their job. You know, it wasn't like. You and I could go and you know cure Ebola. Sure, no, uh, yeah. But like, really, the science, the silence breakers were people from all walks of life, just really telling their story and using the power of social media. And I think that's yeah. that's something you know we touch on a lot in this show, but also would be interesting going forward. It gets into a little bit here too. Eighteen, just the the flow of information. Yeah. Is there any person or idea that you would have liked to see on the list? I don't know if I have oh, one boy. in particular, but I sort of just wanted to ask you about it. This probably should have been something we one. discussed. I know. Pre-pod. Yeah. I'm now thinking about it, and I'm like, how did we not get there? I don't think... You know, I, what I like about this, and I... See, as a as a person who looks at these lists, and especially following up a Silence Breakers mm-hmm. uh, person of the year, I like the idea, even if I say didn't agree with the war of the guardians and the war on the truth. Mm. I like that it's switched up a little bit. I know we disagree a little bit on this pre-pod, but I like the idea that it's not just a person or I like to think about it. I like to discuss it. Whereas, yeah. And you can have an in-depth conversation rather than if it was a Donald Trump or Robert Mueller. It's, there's not really a conversation to be had yeah, because the, it's not an issue. It's yeah. black and white. The, the Robert Mueller one's kind of strange. I don't, I think cause he just dominates the headlines. It's yeah. Uh, top the headlines for two straight years now. Yeah. So I guess that to what you alluded to uh, on how we disagreed a little bit, my thought, the the thought experiment I went through, well, if this, 
is seemingly like in response to like a Donald Trump driven issue, then maybe you should just give it to Donald Trump. But I do, and thinking about it a little more since they expanded it out to not just an American issue, I, I, I get it. Certainly. I would almost Um, rather, I prefer actually now looking at it and looking at last year and the silence breakers and then even the runners up, I would have probably out of the list that it was giving Colin Kaepernick would have been one that I would have liked to see just because of the issue, this not year? because of the person of last this, year. Last year. Last year he was a finalist. And this year when you look at the Guardians and the War on Truth and then I would also think you know March for Our Lives activists, the issue seems – I don't know if – I don't think person of the year is out of date because it's something we always do, but mm-hmm. issue is so much more interesting to me because it – Yeah. Well, especially now, right? Current climate. The world's a very small yeah, place. Yeah. So, and when we talk about social media, everyone can be a part of something. So there's no need to just condense it into one, especially when, yeah, not one person really stood out. If, yeah, I mean, if you have, I think there are times, right? Like the infamous Hitler cover that no brainer or Donald Trump in 2016, 2016, Obama in 2008. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I yeah I agree I I think as it moves forward you'll probably see more that fall under like obviously the title of the magazine is still person of the year but it'll probably fall under like more of a issue of the year category will be like easier well to because describe. people usually drive issues that's probably you know yeah it's yeah. tough to have an issue that I will say that one one of the things I was thinking of though is like. Part part of this is a, a a tad frustrating because like if you're willing to give the the two journalists who covered the issues in Myanmar right if you're willing to put them on a cover w- would you have put them on the cover had Donald Trump not have been such a uh, driving force in this or if the Jamal Khashoggi death wouldn't have happened recently right like. Is it sort of trying to, I mean, we talked about some of the business side of journalism, right? Like if this wasn't a hot, I guess the the whole notion of issue of the year, person of the year is that it is a hot button issue. But is this not as important if this isn't currently dominating the headlines or if Donald Trump is in an office? Like if Hillary Clinton were in office, would you have even considered the two journalists covering Myanmar that are jailed? That's the only sort of issue I have is like, it seems like it has to be like a recently, it seems like it has to be like a pretty American thing for it to, to be on the cover. And it is an American magazine. So I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily a problem, but I think trying to look here. Yeah. Vladimir Putin was in 2007. So you're almost about, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, no Pope Francis. 2013, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Angela Merkel was 2015. Angela Merkel, okay. So that was relatively recent. I kept, I was scrolling from <laughs> uh, like the 30s up, so I was like, oh, that's got to be the last one. Nope, that's got to be the last one. Nope, and then we... So it's like every five years almost. We get a non-American issue. Yeah, the, well, there were, there were nominees that were non-American. Sure, yeah. I just, yeah. Part of it is Most just, of them were American. Yeah, part of it to me is just sort of this thing where it's like... It, it, it almost just seems like a this is an American issue, but we know it's going on outside of America as well, so let's spread it out, which I like, but then like maybe let's do that 
like more often than which I think they do. I mean, I haven't looked at the nominees list for every single year that it's been. So I may be just picking at low hanging fruit here, but that was just sort of my immediate read of the situation. Yeah, I'm just looking at who there's been a couple of uh um oh here we go. Uh the the class of unnamed people the American Fighting Man in 1950, the Hungarian Freedom Fighter in 1956, U.S. Scientists in 1960, the Inheritor in 1966, Middle Americans in 1969, American Woman in 1975, and then it jumps from 75 to 2003, so there were no unnamed people in the 80s or 90s. Uh, the American Soldier in 2003, U 2006, The Protester 2011, Mm-hmm. Ebola Fighters 2014, The Silence Breakers 2017, and then The Guardians in 18. I don't. This is the first time that it's been back to back years. Yeah. So I'm the only reason when you said The Scientist in 1960, I'm currently reading um, The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. I feel like that might have been around that time. And looking back, that did not age well, if that's the case. I, I haven't... All that's popping up right now is just a photograph of it. There were two inanimate objects named Person of the Year. Machine really? of the Year in, 2000, in 1982, oh. the computer. And then in 19... Makes sense, actually. That's good. In 1988. The internet? 30 years ago, right? That's 1988. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years ago... This is. Are you ready to get to? We can end it on this. It's got to be the internet, right? No, no. Even worse. Ooh, television? No, 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 no. I don't know. Yeah, what? Thirty years ago, uh-huh. the endangered Earth. The endangered. Oh my! We talked about that Nathaniel Rich New York Times Magazine thing earlier this year. Thirty years ago, they were talking about yeah the endangered no, the, Earth. Yeah. Once again, go. I'm going to find the title of that article because it is really important. Nathaniel Rich wrote it for the New York Times Magazine. Um, it is incredible. He he took over the. It's called Losing Earth. Um. Yeah. He highlights this period right where there were essentially. The first, it's sort of an interactive display with photos and video. The first thing that pops up is 30 years ago, we had a chance to save the earth. Well, I'm it's sure sort there, of there, like, were, there were a lot of chances to save the earth. Yeah, but so this, his point in this article is that there was a 10-year period from 1979 to 89 where there were legitimate steps being made towards controlling climate change. And then after, like immediately after that point or at the very end of it, it became like a financial issue for certain industries. Oh, yeah. It, and then it stopped. The first cars were electric, like way back, but yeah. gasoline was cheaper. Right. Solar farms were popping up, I think, before. I, I can't remember if it was World War One or I believe it was World War One. Um, were popping up, and they were going to go solar powered, but then they melted down all the the metals for World War One. Yeah, humans. Oh boy. Yeah. Talk about a depressing way to end a podcast. But yeah. But you know what? That links brings us into 2019 and yeah, new opportunities. Best well, time of the year. Yeah. Reflect on the old the the year that was and the year that could be. Well, let's do this, Mike. Since we don't want to end on such a depressing note, one one of the big things that comes out. Uh, at the end of the year is obviously m- albums of the year list. We like music on this podcast, Mike. What's your album of the year? You got one? 
Oh my God, that face you made. I wish we should, I wish I had a camera so we could use that as the thumbnail. I'm trying to think if I even, <laughs> have you fully, uh, digested an album of the year this or no, an album think, this year? I'm trying to think of like an album that was released this year that I listened to T Swift start that was, reputation. Was that this year? Yeah. Eminem's Kamikaze. I'm just oh, going through your yeah. uh, your. Oh, well, you know me. I'm very. I know um, the Carters, Jay Z and oh, Beyonce. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking of the Carter Five. No. Oh, Lil Wayne. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. That might do it. I would the say the Lil Wayne either, album. Okay. Not, wow. See again, you caught me off guard. But yes, yeah, so I listened to T Swift album, the Drake album, um, the Kanye album. Uh, the Kid Cudi album. Oh, Kids See Ghosts. Uh, what else? Then you mentioned, oh, Lil Wayne. I, I would go with Drake and Lil Wayne. Those are my two. Scorpion. Really? Scorpion. Okay. All right. Scorpion okay. and the Carter Five. Four, okay. Five. I'll give it to you. My, uh, I have a couple. Oh, and Kamikaze. I forget about Kamikaze. Don't add. I'm just going to put Kamikaze Come just on. because that's album of the year. Go, horrible. go buy it. Go album buy of the a bunch of them. <laughs> this is what I, this is my point of the list. As I talk about people of the year, just because I know oh that Montana is going to blow up the pod after this. No, no, no. None no. of this will reach the day. I, the I'm, not gonna, I'm not going. I'm not going to blow up the pod. I, I just have Kamikaze. a couple. Uh, yeah, Kamikaze. Free M. I really like. I don't know from uh, what, wait. Free who? M. I don't know why. I just free him. Took your took your phrase and just used he's, it for my own. He's not currently incarcerated. Well. <laughs> It was, again, it's just it, none of it has to really make sense. It's just more of to get under the skin under of Montana my skin? Okay. Samuels. I mean, what kind of a year would it be if I didn't? That's true. Perfect year in. I'll, I'll, I'll leave with a couple albums people should listen to. Swimming, the swan song of the late Mac Miller, uh, is just a really good album uh, and sort of a, is like a perfect cap to like a – well, not a perfect. It 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 just like it's sort of a fitting. Like if this is gonna be the last body of work he put out, like this is a good one to end on. Um, the new Earl Sweatshirt album, some rap songs. I thought that was really good. It came out at the end of the year, so I'm not sure it'll appear on too many lists. But for the sake of this podcast, I will add it. And uh, let's go with Soccer Mommy. Clean, really good album. Uh, sort of like indie. She, she's like one of the people leading that like cohort of really awesome, um, impactful, like female indie uh, singer songwriters or band leaders. And uh, people should listen to that. I so, have, I have not heard this album, but I heard it was named like album of the year by some ranking thing. Uh, Janelle Monae's album. Dirty computer is up for a lot of Grammys as well. I'm sure we'll be doing a Grammy pod at some time. 2019. Can't wait. We love the we love hate the Grammys. We hate love the Grammys. Um, but yeah, I don't. Jan- yeah, people really like the Janelle Monae album. It's a little uh, she she's the it's it's thought out. I'll say that that's both a good thing and a bad thing. It just uh, hurts my head a little bit. Shout out to Janelle Monae, and shout out to Mike Bonner for a great 2018 of the Bubble Podcast. This is sort of the end of our first year, right? Same same to you, my friend. Ditto. Ditto. Well, this has been the bubble. End of 2018, but not the end of season two. Yeah. Oh, no. We are into season two. I don't know. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, I don't know. This has been the bubble. He is Mike Bonner. I am Montana Samuels. Have and a happy holiday and a happy new year. Yeah, and we hope you'll have us back at the start of 2019.